Welcome to Christianity A to Z. We are looking at the letter G today and they're going to be talking about and considering the word gospel. And you can find lots more resources at cornerstonechurchkingston.org. You can download sermons, read articles and blogs. You can go on our social media channels to find out some of the things that we're up to. And if you are watching or listening to this through YouTube, then you can subscribe and like so that you can stay up to date with the videos that we're releasing. So this is G, this is gospel. Gospel music is great, isn't it? Something to sing about. You love gospel music, don't you, Pete? I do like real gospel. Yeah, I, lo- I like the sort of the original gospel music. I mean, it's a very interesting thing, gospel music, where, mm. it, where it's come from, the history of gospel music. A lot, a lot, if not all music today, is based really back on, on in, into gospel music because gospel music was... Uh, sort of came from the old blues music, which came from uh, the uh, sort of Negro spiritual music, you know, like them bones, mm-hmm. those sort of stuff. And the funny thing is, sorry, we're not here to talk about this, but <laughs> if, uh, it's been traced back, uh, that, that uh, spiritual music, back to Scotland in uh, yeah in singing uh, the psalms oh brilliant it's re- really interesting yeah anyway brilliant yeah, yeah so gospel music but presumably the reason uh, that it is a you know a category of music is because there's something to sing about isn't it there's yeah. something good to sing about yeah. some happy and music. even today many of the many of the the top singers even though they may be atheists mm. uh, or, or actually quite repulsive in mm. in the uh, things they're singing about uh, uh, loads of them come uh, would have their roots back in church mm. gospel music. Mm. Great. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So uh, let's think then about you know what what led the gospel music, to what led people to start singing, uh, what the good news was, and uh, that is basically all that gospel means, doesn't it? It means it means good news. It means important news. Um, take us to a verse to help us understand uh, what the gospel is and the content of the gospel. Where would we go for that? Well. You could go to lots of places. Um, uh, 1 Corinthians 15 is very helpful because it's so clear. So here is Paul writing um, to this church, and he says, Now, brothers, and, uh, verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 15, Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, uh, which you received, uh, on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. And then he goes on and he explains Mm. it. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. And after this, he appeared to, and and it goes on. So you've got loads of elements there. Uh, You've got... Uh, the gospel is something uh, that is preached, proclaimed, uh, announced. Um, you've got the gospel is something to be received. So it's not just a sort of thing in the air that, you know, mm. okay, that's mm. fine. Mm-hmm. But it's actually to be personally received. Mm. It's something that you are to take your stand on. In other words, you live in the light of this. Uh, it saves you. Mm. I mean, everything's here, <laughs> isn't it? It saves you. Um and and it's all about what Jesus Christ has done, mm. according to uh, the historic scriptures, and in this case, that would be the Old Testament. Brilliant, Ben. Other things we learn about it here? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff there. Um, it is the thing of first importance. There is nothing more important than this, mm. um, and that's really really clear. 
Um, I've got Mark's gospel opened, and in Mark chapter 1, it says the, the beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. So mm -hmm. that again, there's another um, overlap there with the fact that this is something that's been proclaimed in the Old Testament scriptures. Mm -hmm. This is, um, it's not a new sort of message, but it's... Um, it's the good news, it's the fulfillment of the Old Testament, mm -hmm. um, which sort of links back to a sermon I preached recently. Um, but 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 there's just so much in it. I mean, sorry, I don't want to go away from, don't want to go from, away from your passage, Pete. Uh, maybe we'll c come back to it. But just, uh, I mean, there's, there's so many things that dovetail here. So in, in Mark's gospel, um, the good news is about Jesus, that he is the good news. Mm -hmm. He's the good news. And he's the Messiah, so he's this promised one. He's the son of God. Um, and there's just so much stuff in there. Uh, the good news is not um, that there's another way to save ourselves, but the good news is God himself coming mm. to, to, to be the one who saves us. Mm. Yeah, there's so much there. And I mean, there, there is crossover between these, these two passages. And I'm mm. sure the more passages we turn to, the more links that we'll see. But you're absolutely right. These are, you know, the... The New Testament writers are showing us that this is a promised. This is a promised message. Uh, it's not something that was just made up. It wasn't Plan B. Mm. You know, Plan A was the Old Testament that went wrong. Quick, we better have a Plan B. This is this has always been the plan. It centres on the person and work of Jesus, both who He is and what He's done, and that's what you see in one Corinthians fifteen. The content of the gospel is about a person, mm. Christ, and it is about an action, something that He did. He died yeah. for our sins so suddenly we're included in this message because it was for up for us died for our sins and he rose and he appeared and so promised in jesus for us salvation um these are all aspects of the gospel aren't they um and uh, it's interesting i remember listening to something uh about this word the original word for gospel and apparently it meant both um you know a, a good news announcement but also an important news announcement and in many ways it was just a declaration of something that was true so when when like a, a messenger uh, had come from the battlefield he would run back into the city and say we have won um or even something like um one of caesar's politicians would stand up and say he's lowering taxes you know mm. apparently they would use the word gospel about that it was right. just it was just a, a good announcement um and it wasn't something that you could say that you could argue with right. or that was only true if you believed it okay. it's true whether or not you believe it <laughs> it's just an announcement of fact of mm. truth of good news mm. and um so that's what we do when we preach we're not saying this is true if you feel like it's true or this becomes true if you believe it we're just declaring something that god has done for the world in christ and inviting people to mm. be part of it aren't we mm. I mean, a slightly different uh, word that is used for, for gospel preachers is, is ambassador. Mm. And the ambassador doesn't make up his own message. Mm. The ambassador has to, whether he likes it or not, has to pass on the message of the mm. king that, or the, the, the kingdom that he's representing. Mm. So it's, it's the same thing, isn't it? It mm. is a set message that needs to be proclaimed mm. and announced, mm. as you say, yeah. Mm. Yeah, other thoughts on this then? Other, you know, places we might go to think about the gospel, to flesh out our definition? Well, it's, it's just sort of where you don't go, that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> I mean, you, you can go to Romans 1 and it's sort of spelling out the same stuff yes. in, a, in, a, in, in a slightly different way um, to, to 1 Corinthians 15. Well, it's not a slightly different way, it's almost exactly the same. But it, it's interesting that um, Paul calls himself a servant and an apostle, and he's set apart for this, and then he calls it the gospel of God. Mm. This is God's 
message. And so we, we've got to, um, I, I, I don't know whether I'm jumping the gun a bit yeah. here, but it's a very important thing that the, the message and the method uh, do go together. Um, because it's a message, a precise message about who Christ is and what he's done, uh, then you can't just sort of mime that, mm. or you can't just have a f sort of atmosphere of that. Uh, the way that you, you way that, that that's going to be received is that it has to be spoken mm. clearly. Mm. And so he talks about preaching and proclaiming, and mm. uh, as you say, that the word gospel goes with that very... Mm. So I think the trouble is what happens in some churches, we, we separate the method and the message and then you but you can't do that mm. did you mm. see what i'm saying yeah. i think yeah. that is a really important point and you might you may have both heard this so comment if you have but um i don't even know um if if this chap actually said this but there's a quote that is attributed to francis of assisi i think yeah but i don't know whether it's just yeah. myth or whether he actually said it where he said something to the effect of you know i preach the gospel at all times mm. and if necessary use words yeah i hate that okay you hate yeah. that ben what do you well i've grown to understand that it's it, it's it, it's a nut, it's it's one of those things that when i was younger i was like yeah i could get <laughs> behind it because, yeah because yeah, it's why, it sounds, why 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 did you think it was well because the, it's, it's a funny thing isn't it because when you when you come with good news you think the people who are about to hear it are going to receive it as that yeah. But the problem with the problem is that people will hate you for it. Mm. And so sometimes it doesn't sound like good news to people. And it's sort of one of those things where I can still be a Christian without people hating me mm. because I'm preaching the gospel at all times mm. and not offending people because I'm not using words. Mm. I'm use I'm showing my example mm. in life. And sometimes there's there's truth to that. People will see how you respond to death perhaps, or how people, mm. how have Christians responded to this pandemic? Mm. It's different, we hope, to how non-Christians will have responded. So, but, but even that is... It, but um, that's not the gospel. That's mm. not the gospel. That's the fruit of the gospel. It, it, yes, yeah. that's it. That's, that's a the, witness to the gospel. Yes. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. here's a bloke who's acting in a different way or whatever. Yes. What has he got in his life? Sure. Yeah. It's almost an invitation. That's to why the gospel, the gospel isn't just good works. Yes. Mm. So there was a whole thing, wasn't there, a few years ago where we were encouraged as churches. I mean, honestly, this is true, to just go down our road and pick up the dog muck that people left behind mm. to show the gospel to the world. <laughs> right. Uh, that is not the gospel. I mean, th I'm happy if you want to pick all the dog muck up. Yeah. I'm more than happy. I'll be rejoicing. I'd say that's good news ben's picking all the dog muck up yeah. outside on the grass outside Aren't my they house nice people and they yeah. lovely Christians. yes but uh, he must be a buddhist yeah. right yeah. Or, or he must be a communist because yeah. they did that sort yeah. of thing in the early days yeah. um so uh, there has to be a proclamation a set mm. uh, word a set proclamation and jesus is called the word of god yeah so it isn't just the experience of God or the niceness of God or just the good works of God. Mm -hmm. It's a word. It has to be proclaimed. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And as with all sayings like that, you know, I mean, what would be bad is if we were big on proclamation, but our lives were a that's, disaster. That's why and people like that's that. That's why quote. people like it, yeah. 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 Although I think, um, to be honest, yeah. uh, Francis Assisi was a bit of a nut, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Preaching to the animals yeah, and stuff. It's all nonsense. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it reminds me when we were at a certain um, Christian exhibition and uh, we were going around the stands, looking at the various different stands, and there was this organization called the Proclamation of the Gospel Society. Mm. And uh, <laughs> you know, when we first That's saw a good that, start. Yeah. we thought, what a, what a superb uh, name for yes. a ministry. But it turned out 
that this organization, all that they actually did was um, weave together mats which allowed Muslims to pray on. Yeah. And that was that was an expression of kindness from Christians to Muslims. Um, but to call it the proclamation of the gospel society yeah. woefully mm. um, misunderstands what what the gospel is, what mm. you yes. know, the Christian and, and, and the Christian about. gospel would call the Muslims to repent of so, doing that. Yeah, yeah. And not give them the yes. mat to yeah. say, I'm not giving you a mat no. because you're facing in the wrong direction. Uh, you're believing in a God that doesn't exist. Uh, and you're believing in a God that doesn't actually help you in any way. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas our gospel, the, the Christian message, is that God has come into this world in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he is the king of the universe. He is, this is the message of God and that we have to believe in him mm. and receive him. So, so actually they are anti-gospel, those people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they should call themselves the anti-proclamation yeah. of the gospel. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, good. So that's cleared up some things. Um, so do do we because this this gospel is what we you know is what we preach and when we read the New Testament we see that it is evangelistic in the sense that you know the apostles and Jesus are going around calling people to believe in this message. Um, do you know do Christians ever outgrow the gospel in the sense that you know some people might think this is just the beginning message. You know you hear this you believe it and then you you, you kind of move on. But um, you know is that right? Do we outgrow the gospel uh, in any sense? Not really sure what that means. That mm. um, I mean, if you get bored of it or you think that you have sort of superseded it, you probably haven't understood it correctly. Mm. Actually, the opposite I think happens with a, with a Christian that the more you go on in life, the more sinful you see you are, uh, the more glorious Christ appears. You get more taken up with Jesus that, and the gospel. Mm. Um, the more you walk with the Lord, I think. Um, and there's such incredible depth to it. I mean, we've barely touched the surface um, looking at the scriptures here. But um, the, the more interconnected you see that they are, the more you look into the Old Testament and see the promised Messiah, the Son of God, um, and the good news that's coming. Mm. There's, there's just more. It's sort of, I mean, C.S. Lewis writes in his um, final battle that sort of the last section of that book is, is them going sort of further up and further in. Mm. And as they go further up and further in, things get wider and bigger and taller. Mm. And um, I th there's definitely a sense with the good yeah. news that absolutely the further in you go the yeah. bigger it gets yeah i think that's so important and the bible that that's really what i was getting at in the sense that if we you know if we just you know do sort of simple abcs every week uh with the same language and the same phrases uh we would be doing a disservice to the scriptures because it's mm. since the, the the gospel is the scriptures isn't it it's all about christ and christ's work that is the beating heart of the story but it gives us it in so many ways doesn't it and there's so much language uh, rich language that sheds light on the gospel and uh, i can't remember who it was um you know who, who talked about it or all the gospel is christ is like holding up a diamond to the light you know and as you turn it you just see this you know the spectrum of light flashing through the different sides of the diamond and that that's what the bible is all about isn't it so mm. um and you know week by week of course we you know in church we work our way through the bible but um, the gospel in the sense that Christ and his work is always at the center, isn't it? So we never kind of graduate, you know, <laughs> to the deeper things, you know, yeah. if you like. The gospel is always central, isn't it? Um, Absolutely. I mean, Paul writes the book of Romans. Uh, I mean, that would keep you going for the rest of your life, wouldn't it? In, in the treasures in, in that book. And the whole point of that book is 
opening up what the gospel is. Mm. And uh, he has this wonderful summary right at the beginning, and there are phenomenal little summaries sort of plonk throughout the book. But, you know, there is some deep stuff here. Mm. Uh, and that's the beauty, isn't it? People say, you know, like a child can grasp the gospel, mm. can receive the gospel, because it's just Jesus coming to save us. Mm. And yet, you know, the greatest professor can't uh, can't fathom the depths of that because you've got books like Romans that are going to take you deeper and deeper and deeper in understanding. Um, yeah, and then once you understand that, you go to the book of Leviticus and you see all of the, you know, the sacrifices and how they give different, as you say, aspects of, a, mm. of this diamond of Jesus. Mm. Um, it's just greater and greater, isn't it? Mm. But I think you're right in saying... It doesn't mean to, because the word gospel can sometimes be overused in our churches, yeah. the word, and we can dullify it mm. by taking away what it is and uh, talking in manners that make it dull and mm. irrelevant. That's the preacher's mm. disaster. Mm. Mm. You know, um, if we make something exciting like this so dull, then it's all, we we failed mm. as ambassadors mm. and preachers. Mm. Yeah. That's a really good point, and I was gonna I was gonna come on to something like that now, which is um, one of the things that um, you know might because ha- it's interesting when we read one Corinthians fifteen, what we've discussed, we we wonder how anyone could misinterpret um, the gospel, you know, because it looks so so plain and so simple, doesn't it? Um, now, one of the ways we might sort of fail the gospel, if you like, is to is to make it boring. Um, sometimes people might use the expression, "Oh, they, you know, that person's lost the gospel, or that church has lost the gospel." Um, what do what, you know? What what might people mean by that? And in what other ways can can churches sort of move away from the gospel? This is what we've tried to do in this series. In order to clarify what something is, mm. we talk about what something isn't and how we can go wrong. Any thoughts on ways in which the church can lose the gospel and what that might look like? Um, well, loads. Uh, one is we've already touched on is we're we're, we're thinking that our, it's good works yeah, that will save yeah. people. Now that doesn't mean to say the church doesn't do good works in mm. its neighbourhood. It does, mm. but it's the fruit of the gospel. Yeah, so people would use the word the social gospel. Yeah, they? well, that that's, sort of... what the heck is that? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I guess that's just sort of being nice to people and in picking on often the world's gospel. Mm. The world's gospel is save the planet. Uh, environmentalism, you know, don't eat so much meat, mm. vegetarianism, all of that sort of, uh, you know, they're the world's gospels, aren't they, in order to save the planet. Nothing wrong with any of them if you want to do that, but that's not our message. Mm. This message of God is that we have to preach Jesus and all of the things that we've talked about uh, with him. And so not to do that is to lose the gospel. Mm. Uh, again, it doesn't mean to say you know, if, if you want the church to go down the road and pick up the dogma, mm. fine. If that's to get attention mm. for the road in order that we can then speak the gospel, then, okay, I'm all for those sort of things. Mm. Um, uh, so, but, so you can lose it in this sort of a social yes. way. Yeah. You can lose it because you're slightly embarrassed by it. And so Paul emphasizes, doesn't he, in quite a few times in Romans, in uh, Timothy, when he's writing to Timothy, do not be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of this message. And there's lots of reasons to be ashamed of it um, because it's not religious and people want religious stuff. Uh, it's It may be not popular. Mm. It may be seen as a dated message. Mm. Uh, but that's, 
you know how you how you lose it when you start being ashamed of it, playing it down a little bit, not going to talk about the judgment of God because mm. why did Jesus die on the cross? Just just sort of, I'll I'll just emphasize or overemphasize just the fact that mm. He sort of loves us. But mm. what's dying on the cross and love got to do with mm. us? If there's no judgment there, that sort mm. of stuff. I remember you saying one of the advantages of <laughs> being being older in ministry, in yeah. the sense that you've been been in ministry for a long time, is that you see like trends and fads come and go. Yeah. And uh, when, when you're in the middle of one, um, you know, it, chale- it it makes you think, yeah, have I got it wrong, doesn't it? Maybe yeah. we do need to sort of emphasise this a bit more. And But they go away again, don't they? Mm. Uh, Very in, quickly. Yeah, and mm. in the end, it's sticking to the old message, isn't mm. it? Um, that is so hard. Other, other ways, Ben, you think? That yeah, I think um, it, you, you have to understand what the objective of the gospel is. Uh, the objective of the gospel is to um, preach uh, a forgiveness, uh, a repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Mm. That's the gospel that Christ stood up to preach. Um, and in, in Mark's gospel, he stands up proclaiming the good news. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Mm. So the objective of preaching is not to fill your church with people who want to be there listening to a speaker. The, the objective of the gospel is to get people to repent. And because of that, some people are going to listen and be convicted of their sin and repent. And other people are going to hate you for it and walk out the church. Mm. I think some churches are so afraid. Uh, that there's sort of this idea that Jesus is so attractive to everyone that if only everyone would hear about him, they'll stay. and they'll. Mm. Um, but actually, the reality is, I mean, Christ has to be the best preacher of all time, doesn't he? He has to be the greatest preacher. And yet he was the most divisive mm. preacher. Mm. There wasn't room in his preaching for people just to sit and listen because he he was nice to listen to. Quite often, people left him um, or wanted to stone him. They hated him. And so preaching the gospel is is not um, always going to be a pleasant thing to do, Mm. unfortunately. Mm. Um, And so we just have to know what it is we're trying to achieve. We're Mm. trying to be faithful with the message of God. I, I think I think that's a, you touched on a really really big thing because we all want to be successful mm. and there's something of God, God a godliness in that mm. and we want lots of people to come to Christ but if our basis as, as you sort of said is to have a bigger church if yeah. that's our main aim we need to attract people and have a bigger church mm. we're going to lose the gospel yes because as you say the gospel itself is a is a dividing thing. Mm. Um, and so that's not what we should have. We yeah. want to grow. Yeah, yeah. I want to speak to millions yeah. of people. Um, but, you know, you can do that if you just become a comedian and have some crude words. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so it's not hard to get a big gathering, no. but but that's not our main aim. Our main yeah. aim is to be faithful ambassadors to the message that mm. God has given to us. Mm. And God, in his kindness, will either give us thousands that will hear us or yeah. maybe a few. Yeah. So if, if people are leaving the church, it's not a... Um, maybe good. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> not a reason to panic and go, we're not doing our jobs mm. properly. Yeah. We, we need to say, why are they leaving? Are they leaving because we're not taking care of them? Because yeah. the, But if, if people just come in and can't deal with the gospel, then that's not a failing of ours. Mm. People no. will come in and leave and that's part of ministry. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I always think of Noah, really. Yeah, you know, it's a hundred and twenty year year sermon, yeah. the biggest illustration anyone's ever made. Well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was preaching at all times, but not using words. Well, no, no, because <laughs> he was. I think he was preaching. Yeah. Okay, but it's a hundred. It's a hundred and twenty year year sermon. Massive illustration to make the point that judgment is coming and there's one salvation. Yeah. 
and eight people get on. Yeah. Mm. You know, but was he successful? Yes, mm. yeah. because he obeyed God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting that and uh, the, the the sort of talk about sin and judgment that that needs to be part of the gospel. Because I was just I was just thinking as you were speaking there about Noah that um, in Romans two. Uh, it's quite interesting that Paul says that judgment is part is part of the gospel. Yeah. Um, so when he yeah. says in verse 16, he's talking about the judgment and he says, this will take place on the day when God judges people's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. Yeah. Um, so um, central to the message of the gospel is Christ sin. crucified and risen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and sin and that he's coming back to yeah. judge the world and uh, he's going to, you know, he's going to judge sin and he's going to save his people. So, um, you know, there's always a temptation because no one likes to be judged by anyone, do they? Um, there's always a temptation to water that down. But that is part of a faithful gospel mm. declaration, isn't it? Well, that's um, what makes it good news. I mean, what what yeah. what is what makes something good news? It's when there's a resolution to a problem. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know. Well, I mean, yes, the illustration yeah, I exactly. give is, you know, he, when people say, you know, Jesus died on the cross, that's good news. Well, what that, that's ridiculous. Mm. Um, so the illustration I get, can you imagine that you've got a girl and boyfriend, uh, they're walking along Lover's Lane on top of the cliff. Uh, the boy says, I want, I love you, and I'm going to demonstrate my love for you. And she, and it, and mm. she thinks, well, what's he going to do? Mm. And then he starts running and chucks himself <laughs> over the cliff and smashes and dies. Yeah. How on earth does that demonstrate no. love? No. Now, if you change that illustration and she's walking near the cliff and falls over and he throws himself in mm. and, and saves her and dies mm. in, the, in, in saving her, then you can equate death and love. Mm. So why did Christ die on the cross? Because he loved us. What? What? No, he died on the cross to, because he loved us to save us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, so it doesn't mean peril. anything. We're in peril. We're, in peril. Oh, we're, we're on the way to hell. Rapidly approaching us. Yes. In that mm. The bad yeah. news is um, that we are, you know, blinded by the devil, born already ruined, stone cold, dead as we stepped out of the womb. We're on the road to hell under the judgment of the living God. All rightly so. Here comes Savior Jesus, yeah. Yeah. and he mm-hmm. dies in our place. He takes our punishment. He rises again to show that that's mm-hmm. been paid for. Um, that's the message mm-hmm. that is good news. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in our proclamation of a message, especially to a world that thinks it's lovely, is to proclaim that it isn't lovely. Mm. So that you show you need you need mm. the lovely gospel. Mm. Great. Um, I was just thinking. I don't know whether we. Uh, I was just thinking. So, so there are sometimes phrases that we might hear in the church, like "that's not a gospel issue" or "that's a gospel issue." You know, and so some people might um, say, "Well, you know, all churches in an area should be united just because they're all churches and they're about mm. the same thing." And and you can't say, "Well, no," because you know there are gospel issues here or there are secondary issues um just maybe briefly as we finish what what do we mean by a gospel issue you know um because people talk about that don't they uh it's interesting that the passage we read out at the beginning which is the you know what i passed on to you i passed on as first importance that christ was uh that christ died was buried and was Mm. raised that's that's the gospel Mm. according to the scriptures according Mm. to the scriptures Yeah, yeah. yeah so Gospel issues are to do with that. Mm. That that and and so there cannot be unity with a church that doesn't believe that. Not really, no. no. Well, I wouldn't call it a church even no. personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, they 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 can't be. Well, 
you know, it depends what you mean by unity. Yes. There's all levels of unity. Mm. I can have uni unity with the, the bloke in the centre of Kingston who doesn't believe anything. Mm. He's worse than an atheist, as far mm. as I can see, uh, in the sense of... Um, uh, wanting to get rid of uh, parking attendants. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I might be on the same panel as him to yes. say, Kingston's gone mad with fining people in parking. Yeah. We need to open Kingston up a bit yeah. more. So I have a unity there. Yeah. But when it comes to things of God, mm. I can't pray with him. Mm. He, well, I don't know whether he prays. Mm. Um, uh, you know, he, he's got a completely different idea of who God is. Mm. If he even believes in God, I don't know. Mm. I guess I think, he doesn't. No. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, that's really what I was trying to get at, that our unity is not just in the virtue that we call ourselves churches. Our unity is in truth. Truth is our unity. Yes. Isn't it? And we have people who join the church, and some people, uh, you know, they might be from different church backgrounds, and they'll have issues that they may have or secondary beliefs about how things should be done. And that's okay, isn't it? Providing that we are united around Christ, his person, the scriptures, his death, his resurrection. If there is a unity in those fundamentals, then we can love and grow together, can't we? But um, sometimes um, it's possible to take secondary things and to make them primary, yeah. isn't it? And to say, yes. uh, if you don't believe that this worship style is exactly the way we should do it, yeah. and I'm leaving, and it becomes a first importance issue, yes. when really we should all say, do you know what, I can put that to death mm. yes. for the sake of mm. uniting in the, in the, in the central yeah. issues. It's an amazing um, thing how um, love covers a multitude of sins then as well. So if, if you are alongside a brother or a sister who, have a, who love Christ, who are passionate about proclaiming the gospel of his death, his resurrection, and um, his sacrifice for sinners, if someone's passionate about that, then they will, by virtue of being a Christ-filled person, uh, sort of tolerate other mm. kind of secondary issues, won't mm. they? Mm. And that's why we can have unity and sort of diversity within mm. the church. Mm -hmm. And that's why if you're sat there going, this worship style is not really my thing, you you don't, you, you sort of put that to a side and go, mm. well, they're, look, they're honoring Christ, aren't they? Isn't yeah. that song honoring yeah. Christ? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what I care about mm. yeah. more than whether it's got a good beat or, mm. uh, or not. Or it's mm. the type of tune I like, yeah. Mm. Wonderful. That brings us back to music, doesn't it? Gospel music. music. Where we began. Yeah. Well, I wish we yeah. had. Well, it depends <laughs> what you mean by gospel. Exactly. Yeah. The trouble is, it depends what you mean by that. Yeah, it's a gospel issue. Maybe we could. Original out. gospel music. I lo I love. Mm. Yeah, mm. and and they were innovators. Mm. You get Sister R R Rosetta Tharp. Have a listen to Sister Rosetta Tharp. She was a, a woman, you know, uh, guitarist. Uh, amazing guitarists and all of the big guitarists would go back to her and say you know she laid the foundations and stuff brilliant yeah. there we go you can google her youtube her uh well praise god brothers for the gospel uh the gospel which we've taken our stand on the gospel which saves us and uh, we hope that was and we can sing about we can yep. sing about yeah uh so as i said at the beginning any more resources like this cornerstonechurchkingston.org is the place to go Make sure you visit our social media channels and subscribe if you haven't already. And join us next week. Thank you.